Hey guys, Paul here. Thanks for tuning in to Lash Cast again. We're excited uh, to be here and to serve you in our industry. If you've been following us for a while, you know that we've been doing these Instagram lives every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Instagram Live, and then we're taking them and we're putting them on our podcast as well as on our new YouTube channel where you can watch us too. Very, very exciting stuff. So thanks guys for just take some time out of your day. Really means a lot to us for you to listen, support us, DM us, emails, all that stuff really means so much. And we're so glad that this has been helpful and encouraging to so many people. Um, today we go a little old school. We do some good news and we go over a little bit of business, but then most of the time guys, as we interact with people on Instagram, Tusney just talks about lashes. It was kind of fun. Actually, it was very fun. It was kind of neat to begin to feel normal again. So that's what we do today. We talk about lashes and all that, give you some tips, some insights on how to deal with picky clients and some tips on how what Tusney likes as far as styling goes. And so hopefully you'll find that encouraging and helpful to kind of reminisce about the good old days and all that. So anyhow, guys, thanks so much for listening. And by the way, please share this with your friends. The only thing we ask in exchange for are these podcasts is that you would share this with others or if you could write reviews for us. That's the stuff that really helps us um, be motivated to see that feedback, to see more and more people listening, more people being and, you know, impacted and touched by all this. That's your payment so much, I guess you could say, to us. So if you can do that, we appreciate greatly. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome, welcome. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. The Lash, is it Bruja? 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 <laughs> Bruja. Bruja. Yeah. Bruja. Thanks for coming in, checking in, guys. Sorry, we, uh, I think a minute late, but not too bad. All but right. Thanks for coming on and hanging out with us here today. As always, we appreciate the time you take to watch and listen to our podcast. If you've been following us for a while, you know that we're doing this Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. on Pacific Standard Time, and then we go ahead and post it on our, our basically our podcast too. So that way, you, if you don't see it here, don't worry. You can still catch it usually in the evening. I'll get it real quickly edited and put it online. So catch it either place. And that's another reason why too, if you're in our podcast listening audience, you'll hear us sometimes interacting with people. And I realize sometimes we're not really good at giving context. We'll just be like out of the blue talking one way. And then all of a sudden we're talking about something different. That's because mm. we're actually interacting with someone on Instagram. And so we'll try to do a better job. That that's otherwise, confusing. you know, it gets a little confusing on our podcast. So today, what we want to do is start off as always with the good news of the day. I have two stories for you that I thought were kind of cool. And then we'll get into some stuff. By the way, before we get going, um, I'm not feeling 100%. I actually went and got my, um, what's it called, shot? Shingles. Shingles shot. He and got a shingle shot and another vaccine. Yeah, and, and I... And it they, wasn't, yeah, 50% so, of the people who basically... Um, get, get the, the shot, shot. The shingle feel, shot will feel sick. Can you, you know, they don't use a live virus. It's a chickenpox virus, but it just, you know, yeah. what I say is it's better than getting shingles. Shingles it is, can yeah. be super well, painful. It'll suck now if I get shingles too on top of that. But that's <laughs> the idea is to lessen the chances of getting shingles. But I basically took it yesterday, was fine until late in the evening. Then all of a sudden I got a really bad headache. And then by middle of the night, I was, I had a fever and was feeling gross. I warned everyone ahead of time to not think I was getting COVID-19 because I knew that would freak everyone else. Oh my gosh, dad's sick and he's got 
these, you know. No, that's what the nurse said as she's giving him the yeah. shot. Just and I just read the instructions. And I, last time, I, this two-part shot, first time I didn't get sick at all. So the second time, I didn't get horribly sick. I mean, at this point, I'm probably at 80% better. But still, I feel a little little gross. So anyway, if I'm a little out of it, that's just because I'm still recovering from my shingles vaccine shot. Okay, so let's get into today's two stories. I just picked two stories because I want because I'm not feeling 100%. So I kind of want thought we'd get through some of this today. Maybe it won't be quite as long as past episodes. Uh, basically, um, after one, this is actually exciting. Tessa, I don't think I told her about this. After 13 years of social distancing, distancing the giant pandas Lili and Yingying finally mated. So this is great news. They're in Hong Kong. If you don't know who they are, they're famous pandas. They're giant pandas. And they're giant pandas, not just little pandas. They're giant pandas. And they basically haven't had visitors since January 26. They've been together for, 10 for years. 13 years. They just needed a little peace and quiet they and a little privacy. A little privacy. So I think they were learning, learning a little bit about behavior. Maybe they don't like having kids in front of uh, large audiences. But that said, by the way, they um, are... They only have a 24-hour to 72-hour uh, mating period once a year <laughs> where she can get pregnant. So it's one of those things where the odds are very slim, but they're hoping that this is the right time. Um, actually, I'd say it's once a year. It's a very short period of time she can get pregnant, but whatever it is. And so hopeful. They're going to track over the next few weeks, and hopefully we'll have a new baby panda coming. That would be very, very we cool. We need a new baby panda. Yeah, we all need a baby panda. Well, that would be cool. The world needs a new baby panda, right? Yes, we need some more baby pandas, especially this time. I think that'll just make us all feel good. By yeah. the way, that video, I don't know if you guys seen There's a little video about some skunks running up and seeing a guy on a bike. You want to share about that? Well, I don't know. Can you send it to people? I don't know. Maybe it's we should just post it on our video. stories There's or something. Just, I've never heard like what a sound a skunk makes. Like what does the skunk say, right? Yeah. But the skunk, they sound like little muppets, like yeah. little puppets. So there's a mom and like three babies and they like go up to this guy on a bicycle and yeah. it's just the cutest thing ever. So yeah. um, maybe we can Maybe make we'll see if we can put it everybody. out there for you guys. They sound look. like little puppets. It will make you happy. I promise you that. Um, Beauty by Ash said, hey guys, my favorite married power couple. Wow, power couple. Ooh. All right. Well, thank you. I'm not sure about if I'm a power couple, but uh, I'll we? take it. We'll take it. Yeah. I mean, this is good the coronavirus. You were kind of having to make our own entertainment, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, love the flower painting. I'm doing. I'm going to change my page theme to roses, similar to that picture. Oh, that's ah, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, we. Uh, that was some tussed. We we went. I think eight, nine years without any pictures at all on our walls. <laughs> at this seriously, place. it was just like temporary, like shelter because everything was work, 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 work. So, yeah. it's re- this is one of the sunny sides of the. Um, quarantining in place. Yeah. And we also now have, if you look in the back, the pig has moved to the side where you can now see the lamp. Lo- Tustin's favorite joy in this, this world, lamp. the lava lamp. I love the lava lamp. Like every day. Like I love to like turn look it at on it. and just look at it. I just like those round shapes. It's kind of like being on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what the, so. that's where it came from. No, I just like the aesthetic. All right. Second, the second good news story was Twitter founder Jack Dorsey pledged to give $1 billion, 28% of his net worth to help um, with this coronavirus, which is pretty amazing. He's the founder of Twitter and Square. And basically he's selling off his 1 billion shares um, from Square and going to be giving it away 
um, to help with the coronavirus. So that's something pretty amazing, 25%. Now, of course, that means he still has another $3 billion, so he's probably going to be okay. But that said, I think it's cool to see people who are well off like that doing something to help those of us who quite don't have that same kind of resources in our life to make a difference and make and do some good. I mean, obviously, Bill Gates, I shared in an earlier podcast, is basically helping to build like ten, seven or ten factories to build a virus. So we have some build of these big, virus? not build a virus, build the build a bear, build a bear, build a virus. That's something we all really need. Now build a uh, facility for the vaccines. Uh, oh, now dear. he is um, this guy, uh, Mr. Jack Dorsey, is jumping in and helping out with that. So I thought that was kind of cool to see some of these more power players going jumping in, trying to help out all of us everyday people and just helping the world in general. It's inspiring, and you know it's never too late for any of us, right? To give a little bit, donate a little bit. No, I know not. it's we all feel like you know, hey, I'm not. What can I do? If all of us gave a little bit and did just a tiny bit, there's a lot to go go around. So. All right, so that's my two feel-good stories. Um, just a real re- quick review about Instagram. There's a bunch of good resources in there for you. Everything's from some fun things to SBA loan information, things about that would help you get money if you're running short, which you know, if you've been following us, there's a lot of good programs out there. We're pausing here. All right. There's a lot of good programs out there right now to help you. So hopefully take a look at those resources and get on it. And because now all these things, these things are going to take time. I mean, one of the things says that you'll get money in three days and yeah, it's not been three days. I have yet to hear anyone get the money through through it yet um, as far as the 10,000 grant thing. So it's going to take time. So the sooner you do it, the better. And hopefully you got enough money to get you at least another couple of weeks through, especially if you've got unemployment coming and these other Financial resources may be kicking in, I'm guessing, probably late May or early May or late April, early May to make up for that. So, um, so yeah, go also and look for the free audio from LashCon. If you haven't heard, if you use a discount code that says our discount code, free talks with an S, you can get all the audio from LashCon for free. And the link is in there. And we also are doing a giveaway right now. So if you didn't know or see yet, go to our main page. You'll see, hey, all you have to do is follow both of our pages at LashCast Podcast, the Lash Conference, and all, and what else? Um, or your mattress is free. Yeah, or go ahead. <laughs> if you're not from LA, you have no idea what we're talking about right now. And then you also just um, um, tag a few friends and then promote it. Let people know. Let others know about this opportunity um, by posting it online so other people can hopefully buy, the, not buy, but get the audio for free. And then one person who helps promote it, I'm going to give away a free ticket to LashCon for their help in promoting this giveaway. So that's a little something for you guys. Hopefully you'll check it out, take advantage of it. I promise you it is going to be well worth it. Uh, all the audio is amazing. I have yet to hear anyone say, well, eh, was this okay? Now the audio, the, the speakers, 24 different talks, helping you with all sorts of stuff. All right, so let's get into biz tips for the day. I don't have a whole lot here. In fact, one of the things I want to put out before we get going to is, you guys, we always open this time. There's always time for you to ask questions. So if you have anything about how to deal with what's going on last time, I think we talked about, uh, I don't even remember, but it was something, some brought up a question. And so oh, right, is it, are we going to charge full price? Oh, yeah. When, how, we when we get back, when people go back, what are you going to charge? So we talked about that in the last episode. So we want this time to be a place where you can ask questions and jump in, ask what's going on and so forth. So don't be afraid to ask questions. But that all said, on Friday this week, what we want to make it is into a Q&A episode. So what I might do if I get around on between Thursday or Friday. So Raven, hey, good to see you. Miss you, miss everyone. It's been weird, I know. 
Um, so what we want to do is do a Q&A. So I'll probably put it out there. I'll probably put it on Instagram and ask you guys for questions. And then we'll just go through a bunch of them, rapid fire, answer those on the, that episode. Just do a big question Q&A. And then you guys can hopefully help you out. And it can be anything, guys. It can be about related to the business and how you're adjusting right now to just regular, just pretend for a moment that we're flashing back to when we actually were working doing lashes, right? So we'll have to wait and see, um, you know, what you guys come up with, but we were willing to talk about anything. But one of the things I want to tell you about recommendations right now, if you aren't already doing this, and that is find a way to document what you're doing right now. Uh, one of the reasons why I started this, actually, is I heard that recommendation a few weeks ago. Someone said, you know what, this is a unprecedented time. I think I've heard that phrase like a billion times, getting a little old at this point. But it's never happened, right? We've never had this chance where we're all sitting at home, kind of pondering things, working on things, or maybe not. Maybe just finally chilling, relaxing, and just having a period of rest, <sighs> rest right? A pause. A pause. And it will probably never happen again, God willing. I mean, who knows? Maybe the pandemics will be part of our normal life. It'll be fire season. It'll be pandemic season. Who knows? But that said, hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully it's not a normal part of our life. I think it's been pretty hard for a lot of people, and we don't want it to you know, do that. But that all said, because it's such a unique time, this is a time to document what you're doing. Like, start a blog. Just start journaling. Or do what we did. I thought, I know, we'll just do a podcast every day. We'll just record, not every day. Well, actually, originally it was every day, and then we realized how crazy that idea was. And then we did three days a week. And that became our focus. We said, you know what? We will document this so that, you know, five, ten years from now, we'll look back and say, hey, this is what we were doing in the middle of that great, crazy time. And this is a way to look back and remember and kind of reminisce, kind of be the legacy to our children. So they'll see, wow, what mom and dad did. They were all out there just trying to make a difference, help people out. You know, you just never know what will happen. And the only way you're going to be able to remember these things is documenting and putting it down either on paper, audio, video, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Find a medium that you like. And it doesn't have to be for public consumption. It's not like, hey, I'm making this so that the whole world can see it or hear it or listen or learn from it. You're just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your family. You're doing it for loved ones who maybe 100 years from now. For your future family. For your future, you know, to your great grandkids. You know, they might read about when you went through the the, uh, COVID pandemic. Yeah, exactly. You know, it'll be... It's kind of like Tessa's talked about this before, but her grandparents really passed on the fear of the Great Depression onto her family and then on her parents to her. They just really talked about it a lot. So Tessney, when this came, was like, all right, this is like our moment. Okay, so check this out. My mother um, called me uh, the other day and she says, well, because they live in Florida, she says, the governor has said that everyone over 60 has to stay home. And my parents are warriors and they're planners. And my dad, who is uh, a man of, few words um, said to her, and he's also a very Spartan man as well, so you can imagine what somebody who hoards all the time does to somebody who has a very Spartan, <laughs> you know, so he actually said thank you to her for hoarding all this stuff for years, because literally, they do not have to leave the house. I mean, yeah. they have, uh, my mother is just... They have like three freezers full of food and... Years Mills, of- fl- you know, f- that grind flour, that grind, you know, just nuts, yeah. just survivalists. And um, so anyway, you know, I don't yeah. know why I shared that. No, but- no, it's just the way her family is, but saving it up. We're not like that. We're not the same crafty types, but Tessa is actually a lot, very crafty, but we're not the types of survivalists in the same kind of way. But that said, I, I just think this is the type of time that we could all be being very purposeful. It doesn't take a lot of effort, a lot of work. Just a little something where you sit down and you remember, hey, you know what? I'm going to write this down. I'm going to keep track of things. I'm going to document this time. 
for me, you know, doing audio was the easiest, but you can do video, writing, so forth. So just first thing I want to encourage you, I want to respond to a few things here. One person asked, how can I watch the last video on pricing? It's two places. You can either go to our YouTube channel and Lashcast podcast. I think it's, or it's just made this Lashcast. Or you can go to our podcast. Just go listen to our regular podcast. It would have been the one from Monday. So this is day 20. That would have been day 18. By the way, it's day 20 of our lockdown. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Has it really been that yeah. long? Are, Are you, you saving see? the lives on your, your Instagram? We do for one one day, 24 hours. But after that, all our lives are either on our podcast, which you can go check on any major um, podcast platform, or you can go to our YouTube channel and you can see the video there. Let's see. Do do all the things you've been saying you're going to do. Couldn't agree more. Do the time the is now. You- yeah, definitely. You know why I like the Wink This Way lashes? Because it reminds me of the name that I gave um, one of my very special things as a kid. You know, the b- blanket binding on the edge of a blanket that's real satiny and soft as a little kid, oh, I um, had a name for that, and it was called Whiskerer. Whiskerer. So anyway, when I see Wink This Way, it kind of looks like Whiskerer. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> um, someone asked again, uh, this is what we talked about last time, um, will you recommend lowering prices? I actually don't right now. I think we should stay at what we normally charge and and go from there. Yeah. If it doesn't work, if it's if it's if it turns out to be tone deaf, it turns out that nobody is buying at that price, then you adjust. But I don't think that we should right out of the gate like apologetically say, you know, I'm slashing my prices. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we mm-hmm. could rethink that, but that's what I'm thinking right now. I think that's fear usually allows that. We're so afraid clients aren't going to want to come back. And some aren't, guys. It's just the truth is you're financially lost their jobs. Or some are going to have second thoughts. Like, you know what? This isn't important. Yeah. A lot of people are reevaluating their lives and going, what's important? What is not important? And some people come to terms that, meh, maybe lashes aren't as important as I thought they were. I think most clients won't go that way, but some will. And so Don't I think, be afraid of that. Yeah. You're, you might lose a couple people, but you're yeah. going to be right on for the people find new that people. need you, you yeah, know. Yeah, you find new people. But yeah. I think that we should enter the recovery period going in asking full price. That's yeah, I think, I think at least start that way and then obviously uh, the other way one of the things I saw or I, I think would be smart is make sure you add value though. Give them a good yeah. reason to come back. Throw them maybe an extra little service. Do not cut service. corners. Yeah. You put on, you roll out the red carpet and you do every last detail to remind them, oh, this is why I missed her. Yeah. Do not cut corners. This yeah. is not the time to do that. Exactly. It's also not time to like talk about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's never, it's never time to talk about yourself. Actually let them come in and let them unload and share all their stresses and you just love them and support them. They're going to be so glad to have someone that they can unload with because people have been isolated and not have a lot of places to reconnect. And this time when it comes soon, and by the way, just as a heads up, a lot of people think we're getting close to where the, the curve is flattening. I mean, where it's not it's not going up exponentially at this point. It's more like seeming like it was going up, and now there's some early sense. Doesn't mean we're there yet, but... We're just on the cusp or we're just beginning to, which is great news. That means that this is an indefinite thing, that the social distancing is working, that you, all of us are doing a good job of helping slow this down. And God willing, in you know, two, three, four weeks, this will all be over and we'll get back to work and begin. You know, it'll be different. It'll be very different. In fact, we'll should talk about that. We should talk about what we're going to do differently. We have some plans, but we won't do that today. We'll save that for another episode. So real quick, um, something you need to be thinking about is rebooking. And maybe some of you guys are already dealing with that. Maybe you have clients calling you, saying, I need to get in. I need a book. And you're kind of like, I don't know when I'm opening again, so why rebook, right? And that's kind of like where we are, too. 
Um, yes, we are lash therapists. Yes, we are. Absolutely. We and are our, lash therapists. And our therapy friend, is going to kick yes. into high, high gear in a few more weeks. So much pent-up frustration, pain, fear, all that stuff is going to be pouring out of these uh, clients when they come in. So they're going to be really, really excited. Not excited, but wanting to talk and, and connect. So, yeah, be ready for that. So how do we book? There's a bunch of ways of looking at it. We've been talking. What are we going to do? Because literally, it's going to be by the time we get back open, let's say it's early May, it will have been five, six weeks since and we've done lashes, right? We anticipate that everyone's going to want in right then, right yeah. away. So we were thinking, how are we going to handle this onslaught if there is indeed an onslaught, if there is a mega demand, a mega crush for appointments, right? Yeah. Kind of like the hospitals are doing. They're trying to uh, create more more hospital beds. I think that we have to figure out, and we talked about possibly doing like a lottery system. Yeah. One um, is a lottery where we build, we'll we literally put everyone's name in the hat and just say, we're going to pick the first one through 60 and we'll just book you based upon how we choose your names out of the hat. Another way to go, too, is based upon what is currently in the books. I mean, most of Tussany's clients book three, four months. So most of them are still in the books right now. They just have fill. So we'd have to expand those appointments to new sets. That's another way to go about it. I think it. I would probably do that. That's easiest. Yeah, it's the least amount of book or canceling. Problems we we'll have to move clients up and down because we have to expand the appointment times, the longer appointments for full sets. Well, well, and maybe in the beginning, you just do what you have. I mean, honestly, because everyone's going to need to get in. I can do... Yeah, you or, or you just go based upon inconvenience. Who was the first one to lose their appointment? That person gets first in, the second one, and just work your way down that way. So I think those are three different ways we looked at it and saw, okay, it's like, okay, first clients, I want to remove, but get in through the lottery. Second way I can do it is based on what's already in my books and then fill in the gaps or expand the, you know, push people, move them around a little bit. Or thirdly, I think the idea is to just take them based upon when they're inconvenience. If you were the first client to cancel, you're the first one to get back in. And then just be consistent. Don't, don't mix it up and do it differently. You want to be fair. Um, if you're like our Tessany's clients, a lot of them know each other and they do talk to each other. So if you treat one person a little bit differently, they may tell their friend and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh crap, they're all finding out that I'm, I have favorites. I'm being, I'm not really doing this right. So don't have favorites. Yeah. Don't have favorites. So that's one thing. Another thing too, I thought was pretty good advice I heard was that you should probably think about disabling your online booking right now. And the only reason why that is, is because you want to have control of your books and online booking gives you no control of your books. People just go on and do what they want. I I know that can be a little scary because you kind of rely on that or maybe you train your clients to do online booking and skip you but if you want to get control of the situation you may want to clear out the few weeks where you're going to start rebooking all the new sets and you may just say just for these first these three weeks maybe while i get one back in the books i'm not going to have any online booking you can book after that but initially i need to work on just getting you in just to make sure that all your spots are taken because you know when when they book they they will leave weird gaps, gaps. and then you, you have to call know? them and move them around anyway so maybe this is a way you get control of your books a little bit more and just line them up the way that you need them exactly and then once they're in the books then you open up the online booking and then they can go at it after that testing these clients because they book three four months out it doesn't it, we really get maybe one out of every 15 books online and the rest don't bother so it just depends but i know a lot of people love that and, and a lot of your clients probably do too and so again the big thing on all this by the way is to communicate 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 you know email everyone or text everyone let them know what your plans are do not just on the you know last second surprise everyone and do you know don't let anyone or just trick or not trick them, but just go, Hey guys, here's what it is. And it's like, no one even knew it was coming. 
I think right now is a good time to say, hey, guys, we're hoping to be get going in May, and here's how we're going to handle that. Uh, we'll be in touch and all, so forth. So that's um, how it works. It's not uh, something you just want to do last second and wing it because I can kind of catch people with their pants down. Um, do you lash your wife, and how does she still have lashes? Ha <laughs> ha. These, my friends, are the product <laughs> of severe boredom today. I just went into my bag of lashes, and I put on some strips that I haven't worn in ever, Ever. Actually. You don't ever wear strips. I never wear strips, really. And they're a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit on the ridiculous side. Yeah. But I thought, heck. For you. For, for you, the ridiculous. Guys, Some people love them. Tusks are very much more natural. I'm like almost about to claw my eyes out because they're like, ah, that's how my eyes feel right so, now. So, no, I don't do lashes, actually. I say, I say we a lot. I'm not on the lash. She's person. the lash queen. I'm just her assistant. I just help make sure things happen and support her through everything. So, no, I don't but know. But you know what I'd like to do? I mean, we just have the table and lamps and all my supplies at the salon. I really wish that we had one at home. That way I could take care of my daughter and yeah. the girlfriends and, you know, my, so, new, my new daughter. Oh, this is a question for you. What are your lash pet peeves? What kind of lash pet peeves? Well, any lash pet peeves? Do you have any lash pet peeves? Like... Maybe way people treat their lashes or maybe what stylists, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, this isn't really, you know, I don't like to complain about clients. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know how hard it is? Um, I know hairdressers will call this, call a client who is really sensitive on the scalp. They'll call them tender headed. Like, you know, it's really, you can't brush the hair. So there's a client that's so been traumatized by any kind of um, touching of the eyelash, any kind of like if you just go and, and, and not even that you're pulling it, but they're so sensitive to any manipulation of the hair. It's like, <gasps> and then you grab it <gasps> and they do this and you pull away and then uh, the hair so comes really out. Get, oh, no, you hate that. okay. So that's like a huge pet peeve. And it's just like, oh. or if you give me a facial and I'm like sitting there and I do anything, I'm like, uh, she's like slaps my head. I like, stop it. You know how annoying <laughs> it is. You know, there's. Eh, wait, is that I'm talking about Me? your loved ones? Yeah, I, when they're doing because because they don't trust you. They don't think that you have any like experience. I that you, trust you. You know what you're I doing. No, they're you. like, what are you doing? You know, like a prophet is never appreciated in his hometown. That's it's true. like when you, as a mother, try to give your child like a treatment or something like that. It's like, mom, what are you doing? You know, it's just like, shut up. I mean, that's what you want to do, right? But and, it's what you do with us. Well. <laughs> Our staff would hear um, Tuss yelling, not yelling, but be like, oh, get over on. it. Stop being a baby. Like, she'd say things like that while she was giving me a facial or trying to pop a zit oh, or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just terrible. They're just terrible, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. We're, you, okay. Do you guys game. know what I'm talking about? Um, next, another question is, I have three of those clients, and I'm also sensitive. Yeah. Actually, Tuss has a couple of clients that just, like, they just don't trust Tuss. Like, what are you doing to my lashes? What are you doing? She's I'm putting lashes on. No. Or if they hear the tweezers making noises, they'll think they're cutting the lashes. They'll go, are you cutting my lashes? Okay, so you can you can take care of this. The first thing that I do is always, when the very first time, I put I manipulate the tweezers together. I say, do you hear that sound? That's the sound of my tweezers. They've got a diamond coating on the edge. And so when I use them, it sounds like I'm cutting, but I promise you I'm not. So that's what that sound sounds like. Yeah. So um, you find out what irritates you, and you move to be preemptive about it. That's true. Yeah. So, that's smart. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite lash style? What do you like? 
I guess for you to have wear or to, to apply? For me to apply and for me to wear is anything that cr- creates just that absolute beauty. And it's more on the authentic, natural side. Yeah. Um, so I like something like a six or I'll cut them to be a four or even a three on the very inner corner and like lash all those. Very, very tiny on the very outside corner. I like most of the pop in through the outer middle to outer, but the outside outside corners are usually tight and and in the up position I don't usually like an outward corner dip where it dips and and the tail is really long um I like that tail uh that pop right through this zone here and you know I like something that's super layered so the top layer the top row that is closest to the lash stylist I like that to be super short like a six consistently all the way across that very top and then the middle row, a minimum of four millimeters sh- shorter or longer, I mean, because when you have that variation, that's what creates that dimension. Um, that's my absolute favorite look. The reason why is because it wears so incredibly well. When you've got the shorter lashes on as the lash grows out, the client cannot see the space that's grown out. And um, the shorter lashes stay uh they wear really well. So you got better longevity. They tend to bloom if they're long all the way. They look they can get real janky looking fast. That's my absolute favorite. Cool. And their question is, question is how would you recommend handling those clients, the ones that are sensitive? Ah. So you usually what I'll do is um, if I if I if I um, see see them going to brace or blink, what I'll do is right as soon as they start to do it, what I'll say is now I want you to relax relax, relax. And I put my hand on them on their, on their forehead just until they actually do it. Then, cause sometimes they're not aware of that, that, that they're doing it. So when I'm going like this through your eyelashes, you don't have to work to keep your eye closed. Okay. You, you, I want you to just completely relax and then I'll just show them as soon as they start to do it. Take a deep breath now and relax. That's what I want. That's what I want. And so you have to coach them. And they might start to slip into that. If they're um, distracted, like sometimes I might just say, why don't you listen to something on your um, on your phone? Podcast, sometimes that helps. Um, but I, I'll just go through that coaching. Like, okay, I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to relax. And you actually help them to just take a deep breath. And once their muscles start to relax on their eyes, then you say, yeah, that's it. That's what I want. So as I'm doing this, as I'm doing this, I still want you to relax. Relax like this. So you might have, it's like training wheels, right? So that's what I would say. Also, meth works. No? Okay. Um, you, know, you know, drugs do, can, can sedate. Um, it depends on the drug, I guess. Um, do you think young people like 14 to 16 should be getting lash extensions? It depends on the 14, 15-year-old. It just depends on the individual. At first, I thought you were saying 14 to 16 lashes like no. lengthwise. Sometimes little kid, like, you know, little girls, it's hard to do a facial on a little girl, right? Yeah. Um, but some of them are able to handle it because they're, they're kind of used to that. Um, yeah. wh- you know, some of them, you know, are more... Much, it's just, it's on an individual basis. I think getting lashes... Um, it might be difficult. I mean, it was hard for our daughter, really, until she got to be, like, 18. 18 or so, yeah. Yeah, because it was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know. 
You know. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so Christy Lee says, I want you to do mine one day. Sounds gorgeous. I would love to do a yeah, lot of oh, Right now, are you kidding? It's like yeah. I have to like knit to do something with these hands. I know, you do. And that's what Tuss does. Sits around, watches, uh, we watch a show, and she knits the whole time. It's, uh, and I just watch the show. I, mm-hmm. I do nothing with my hands ever. Um, Carrie, hey, Carrie. Tuss says, um, Tuss, you need to do ASMR. See. I don't know. Your voice is so soothing. I'm guessing that is... Ooh, what's ASMR? I'm guessing... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what's ASMR? Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, my I, Carrie. I, yeah. Well, I Tuss love does. it. She does. She does have that cult, total like voice at night that would put you to sleep. The NPR voice. I'm the voice that keeps you up all night. <laughs> so I'm the opposite. Not as comforting for me. But yes, Tuss does have that very, very, very soothing voice. All right, next. I usually wait till I fall asleep to remove. No, no, till they cla- fall asleep. I'll fall asleep to it's remove. It's the expectation okay. of yes. a pull, right? So one of the things that can definitely help that pulling or that slipping, this is just a tool tip for you, is tweezers that have a diamond coating on the tip because it's almost like a nail file. Think about it. It allows you to get more purchase on that item, not the power to spend, but the ability to grip so that it doesn't slip as much. Dumont makes a tweezer that has that diamond coating on the edge, which is lovely. Yep. Very very cool. By the way, the Dumont tweezer is not easy to find. I'll be honest. It's really hard to get but if you can find a, basically, it's um, companies that do sell tweezers, like what we're thinking. Um, uh, electrolysis. Electrolysis companies sometimes sell them. And so if you can find an electrolysis, com- electrolysis company that does that, <coughs> So the DuMont is a Swiss-made uh, tool. And um, so it's really very finely calibrated. Yeah. And then they, so this, the company will buy a set number of Dumont tweezers, and then they will treat them to be uh, coated. So it's yeah. an ex- additional, but it just allows you to gra- grip super tight. Yep. A very, very fine Nova fiber. Lash does carry it. It's not, it's not a Dumont tweezer, um, if I remember right. But the only problem I have, and, I, and we know, love Zach, and we love um, Bella, you, it's like You said 50s, Nova Lash. Did you Nova, mean Bella oh, Nova, Lash? Oh, 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 Bella does one too. I see Nova and I think Bella. But anyhow, that all said... Uh, the the tweezers are super expensive. I think they were like fifty, sixty, seventy dollars, and basically you can yeah no maybe it is Nova's the one that's going to use Demont. You drop you can, it, you and can, you're done. Yeah, they're like twenty seven dollars though if you buy them from a um, I just went, electrolysis company. So twenty seven dollars, a lot cheaper than paying fifty, sixty, seventy dollars for the same kind of tweezer. And so if you can find one that does that, that's the way to go. And uh, that's something that we one day we talked about doing. We've mentioned this before. We love to sell these tweezers, but getting into a relationship with DeMont has not always been easy. With the little time I've spent on it, so I've decided, no. Oh, yeah, Nova Lash is DeMont. Okay, about $100. Whoa, okay. So, guys, they're paying probably about 20 If it's 27 to the consumer, they're probably paying because they get bulk, probably pay 20 and they're marking it up five times. I don't know. To me, that's I'm not so excited to hear stuff like that because that's crazy. I don't think you need to mark something up five times. And by the way, with the Mont tweezers, you're not. It's not like buying them from Pakistan. A lot of people get their tweezers from Pakistan. They have to test them. They have to get like a hundred tweezers to get. No, you like will get what you pay for work. with the Dumont tweezer. Yeah, you'll get you'll get them all the work. If you buy them from Dumont, they're all solid. It's not because they're made in Swiss. Um, they're Swiss made. They're not 
Pakistani made, which we love Pakistan. Great place. Um, but they, it's all about volume there. They make a hundred tweezers. You get 10 or 15 that work and the rest you throw away or something. So you have to charge a little bit to make it all that loss, but they get the tweezers guy just, so you know, for like two, three, four bucks, like super, super cheap. These tweezers are not, you know, $15 a tweezer, but they have to buy so many to get some that work. So that's why they charge what they do. But when, when I hear someone's, you know, charging a hundred bucks for a diamond, or diamond dusted head from Dumont tweezers. That's 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 the price gouging, in my honest opinion. Um, but anyhow, let's go back and finish answering some of the questions here. Yeah, made a Swiss quality, made for lash artists. Yeah, they're great. They are mm-hmm. the best. They are the by far the best. Nova lashes Dumont. Okay, I think that's uh, what is the standard for high quality eyelashes? Wow, that's. <laughs> Where do you start with that one? Uh, are you talking about the application or just the actual eyelashes? Yeah. You know, okay, let me just say, if it is for the service, for me, one of my biggest values is longevity. Mm-hmm. And because that's the benefit of a long-wearing cosmetic service. Uh, extensions can last for a long time. It's not just uh, a one... Um, you look beautiful for two weeks minimum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest value I have is how long it can look nice for. Um, and I've, I figured out a way to do it so that it looks, it's, they're shorter on the shorter side and the, they're glued, um, full body of the hair all the way to the shaft at a, at a completely 90 degree angle. Um, that's super, super tight and super clean. That's my, my, high standard that's my best value because it lasts so long if it is put off a millimeter from the lash line or if it's just a partial bond where just the tiniest little bit of adhesive is on there i'm talking about a classic lash application i don't it doesn't wear as well so that doesn't have as much value to me so yeah and i also personal I, i think people get too caught up sometimes in the actual products and realizing really the high quality comes from the technique. Mm-hmm. If you're a great lash artist, even though, yes, there's better products than others, absolutely. But in the end, we've always liked to talk about Leonardo da Vinci, where he was not a great artist because he had great paint. He was a great artist because he's a great artist. He's a technician. He knew his stuff. So it doesn't matter what product yeah. da Vinci or even Michelangelo he could still used. paint. They could, they could all create amazing work so it doesn't necessarily you know having good basics is important right good tools and things like that but it it doesn't mean that it's going to be a work of art yeah i mean tessa you've joked said hey give me any glue any lashes and i'll make it look beautiful like you just say i'll make it work somehow i'll make it work and i know that goes against what a lot of other people will say sometimes and and yes Again, I don't want to downplay the importance of buying quality products and, and so forth. But in the end, your biggest tool, your biggest investment is you and becoming a great artist. If you can become a great artist, then you know, you, you'll be more flexible. You'll be able to work with what you're given and make the most of it. While someone who is maybe not skilled and been just doing it for a year or two and is just still kind of learning kind of the ropes, they're not going to be as versatile. They're not going to be able to bounce around and pivot as quickly when they run into a situation that's difficult. So, If you want to grow as an artist, one of the best ways to do it, I mean, you can get ideas from the internet and Instagram and try to implement those things, but the best fine tuning, the best workout that you can give yourself in terms of design is the challenge for how can I get these lashes to look good and last longer. If you do that for each of your clients, you will have a specific niche and and, and a specific skill that is indelible. You'll always be able to charge more because of that skill. So I'll, I'll 
it can be as simple as making sure that you take a picture when they leave and when they come back in so that you can see what those lashes look like at the end. And then you try to make it an improvement on it. If you do that for every single person, like really try to make a difference in the wear. Count the lashes if you have to. Take a picture of it and see what they look like, making sure that everything looks normal. If one or two is askew, then say, let's try to get it so that I can only have one that's askew next time. You know, So try that. Very cool. All right, awesome. I think that's all the questions I've seen. This has been great. Actually, we haven't done an episode where we did actually talk about lashes in so long. It feels like... Oh, a little bit of normal again. Like, oh my gosh, this is what we love doing. This is the stuff that we're most excited about. We've been talking about, you know, fun stuff, goofy stuff, helping you with your business, trying oh. to get through this difficult time, which we all need to do, right? We all need some extra help. But talking about lashes, it's kind of fun to get back to that. I, I was really excited to see this. These are these are terrible, man. I can't believe that people wear these. <laughs> these are just like, I cannot stand it. All right, you're going to rip your I lashes have to off. Take it off. off. All right, you Tessa's guys, stripping right now as we go. What we do is so amazing. I'm just thinking, like, this sucks. Yeah, that's so disgusting. Oh my gosh. Can't um, do it anymore. McLash asked, How do you organize your lash picks in your phone? Oh no. I don't know if this. <laughs> Josh, do you have a system? Oh dear. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, when I was taking care of staff, um, uh, when, when I had staff, um, there was a lot to, okay. So if I ever went to check on somebody's, um, work, I'd go into the room and I'd take a picture of, um, of their name tag and um, all the pictures after that I would know belonged to that person. Um, and then I put everything in their own file. We used Evernote. Yeah. Um, but you, they're just kind of in seasons. It's not, it's not the best. I mean, my, my mind is, doesn't Tuss categorize is an artist. well. So. An artist, if you're an artist, you know that organizing your thoughts isn't always your strength. So Tuss, when it comes to systems... Not her favorite thing. But I have my own system. So like if I'm, um, as I'm working and I see an issue that I want to, it's like a perfect illustration of something that's grown out, I'll take a picture of it. And at the end, I'll take a picture of the client's eyes and um, make a mark on my schedule so that I know that it corresponds to that day. That's not bad. And by the way, another thing, like she said, really the Evernote, if you ever use Evernote, Evernote's an amazing software where you basically can keep notes. So you can create a folder for every client that you have, and then you can put photos of every client in there. And that way you can have a history of their photos. So what we would do in Evernote, can't show you here now, but you can probably type into Google how to use Evernote. And they would go in there, you type the folder or create a folder with their name on, and then you type the notes. Like we came with a coding system on how to track the lashes so that one staff member could read it and understand what we'd done in the past. And then they would put the date on there. And then they would sometimes, not always, but especially the first time, put a photo of the client with their lashes before they you know, got their lashes. Paused. And put a note in there, um, what the lashes looked like in the beginning, what they wanted, and then show the finished work. And then what was nice about this is when a client would say, you know what, that thing you did back last Christmas, can you do that again? And it's like June, and you're like, crap, what did we do differently back in Christmas? I don't remember. But you go back to that appointment. Yep, you go back to that appointment in your books, and you do it. Now, file. we have staff, that was one of our biggest struggles, to get everyone to do it. We had some staff that were 
man, they just boom, 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 did all of them. And then we had our staff that was like pulling teeth again. They got, I know I'm supposed to do it, but I just didn't do it. Whatever. It, it's, it's not always easy, but if you're by yourself, you, you only have yourself to blame and you just have to do it. It's a great way to basically organize your notes on every client as well as have those photos there for you to be able to see for forever. That's maybe not the best way to go about doing your photos. If you want to do editing and get things on your Instagram and so forth, but it is a great way to track your clients and make sure you're being consistent and doing the same thing over and over. So Wink This Way talks about um, seeing the ads for the magnetic lashes and, and how they put down lash extensions. To be honest, she thinks putting a magnet near your eyes is scary. Yeah, you can th- you think about that. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful idea. I wish it worked. Um, I, I've tried. I've tried um, the every kind, like the pot mascara with the the, um, the magnetized product in it, uh, the one that comes in the wand. Um, I've even tried to make my own. Um, I don't think you have to worry about, you know, the magnet near the eye is not a, a big issue. Um, if you're using a really, really big rare earth one that could pinch the skin and hurt it, yeah, I would. But the ones but that magnetism using, isn't dangerous for our body, No, right? no, no, it's not. The, the danger would be, can it pinch the skin or, you know, can it pull the lashes and then when you pull it out, can it pull off? But it's yeah. the same kind of risk that these are. Yeah, it's not so radiation. No, We're not dealing with radiation. You don't have to like be here. scared about that. I mean, I, the earth is a giant magnet in itself. The thing is... <laughs> That with the that with the eyeliner one, you have to put a lot of product on to get that to stick really well, mm. um, and it's in some cases it's hard to get it on um, because they want to you know these have curves to them right these little strip lash have curves to them because our eye is protruding as it comes out right this the magnets just want to lay flat they want to lay just like sandwiching two lashes like this. So your corners are usually coming forward and not sticking. Um, so anyway, I think that, that that's kind of, um, I wish it worked. It's, I have a hard time with it. I, I think it would be fun. Um, so anyway, I'm just experimenting, playing around with those strip lashes because I, I never do them anyway. So it's, oh, so you can see Paul's just going around like a crazy person trying to get some power and some juice here. Yeah, just almost lost our computer while we're recording. That would have not been good. We had 1% left on my Mac. <laughs> so, whew. All right, we made it. Um, Soko Lashes asks, do you think lash conferences will happen? The lash conference will happen this fall. Um, right now, we are just waiting, guys. We don't want to make any decisions until we kind of see how this all plays out. Uh, we have been looking at later dates in case it just makes sense to push it back. Uh, but we don't really want to do anything until... This virus is over, right? I mean, once it's over and we kind of see what the new normal will look like, and I think we'll talk about that as we go in future episodes. I'm all out of breath from running <laughs> to the other room, get the cable. So things are going to be a little bit different soon, and once we get that, that will help us make a better decision. All right, any other questions? Um, oh, the advertisement for the magnetizing is like, it's too good to be true, isn't it? And I'm a sucker for all that. Like, I bought all that crap. Yeah, Tess will buy anything. That has to do with beauty. She loves buying stuff. Do I? I know that I have sisters that feel like (laughs) right now. Jill, um, yeah, from FX, um, has some great magnetic lashes, but nothing beats extensions, in my opinion. For sure, right? Nothing beats extensions. You guys, what we do is, like, really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's there's... There's something for everyone, right? So sometimes you maybe go through a stage where you need <laughs> our daughters walking by. 
It's, just, uh, it's so weird working at home right now. It's just everything's uh, so um, very, very, very different. Anyhow, um, the idea is, yeah, all, everyone's different. Some people, I know Tessa said at times she thought the magnet lashes would be great for certain people, especially if you have clients who are like, you know what, I think I'm going to take a break from lashes. You know how it happens. You have clients who want to take their lash breaks. At least you could still have a product you could sell them or something like that. It may not be a bad idea. I will say that I have experimented with the magnetic lashes, and the only ones that I've been able to get to work together are actually doing like little clusters with a tiny little magnet on them because you don't need to get a whole strip you can just get them on here and um they work really they worked really well when i did it myself but it's really hard to make them because those magnets are so tiny so you're picking them off other places and you're using your loop you know your loops and your tweezers and you're cursing because things are flying off it's not like a face you know anyway but if you can experiment with your own and make i, I still think that there's there's something cool about it. It's just we haven't cracked the code yet, right? Not yet. It's like getting on the moon. One day we'll figure it all out and while well, we've been on the moon. But, you know, before we didn't get the moon, you know, we had to figure out how to get there and work yeah. it out. So it's all. Teamwork, right? Teamwork matter of time. Math. You need math. Need math. Okay. I think that's all the questions. Thanks, guys. I, this has actually been really cool. And we'd love to continue to do this every three to every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll have a better craft next time. I'm really sorry about it. The, the lame craft today, the, the lame tail craft, whatever that was. <laughs> so. You know, those little f f felt chenille like worms on a string. Like, you know, they, I loved them as a kid. Oh, that's right. I forgot. We have a movie to recommend. I always been recommending you guys movies. So let me give you our movie recommendation for today. Um, basically, if you haven't seen this yet, it's a great little movie from 2001 called Aaron Brockovich. Julia Roberts, um, maybe it's, I know a lot of people now, who's Julia Roberts? She was huge back in the late 80s and early 90s. It's a really cool movie, and it's a great movie um, about a person who makes a big difference, one person who has a huge impact. Um, it's about, it's a true, based on a true story about someone who discovered about this contaminated water that's going in this, in this the city or this area and she discovered it and helped to bring it to light and face all sorts of opposition and it's a great little movie it's like power to the people yeah it's when, when one person decides to make a difference what you can do the things that you're able to do if you just believe hard enough and you work hard enough and don't give up and you you'll face obstacles no matter what it is and we're kind of like that we're right now going through obstacles we're going through hard times things we've never been you know faced before but we need to keep believing keep being positive and keep working hard doesn't mean working harder or doing, you know, starting 20 new businesses. No, I'm just saying right now there's a time to just focus and, uh, you know, maybe slow down a little bit. So that all said, hopefully you'll find it's an encouraging movie. I love the film. It's a great little film and uh, it's something that I think it's overlooked now because it's been like 20 years since it's been out. But I think I promise you guys you'll love it. Um, say, I always feel like you guys are my last parents. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, very cool. Thank you very much. Be well, encouraged. I think that's all that. Um, I'll just, I'll just pray real quick and thank God for this time. And as you guys have been following us, we pray now at the end of the episodes or in the season because we just we feel all like. We could use the encouragement, right? Yeah, we all can use. And, and God so, cares about our hearts and what's absolutely. going on in our lives. So, so. So let's, uh, let's just, go? no, no, you go. Okay. All right. So let me pray. All right, Lord, thank you so much for just, um, all the people who came on today, getting to talk about all these exciting things, talking about some normal stuff again. So maybe we're getting past a lot of the fear. Maybe we're beginning to adapt and get used to this kind of weird new normal. And we just look forward, hopefully Lord, to the time where we'll be working, doing our things again, connecting at conferences, 
you know, just having fun, doing the things we have. I know we will all appreciate much more the jobs and the things we do when we get back to it. I pray that you just provide for everyone, help people who are dealing with fear and loss. I pray you'd comfort them and help them to work through this difficult and hard time. And I just pray that you'd help all of us to unite, support each other, and find the good in the midst of the storm. And that way we just be here for anyone who needs help and encouragement because that's what we're here for. We feel like we're our mission or our job is to support and encourage last artists. And so I pray you'd help us to be empowered to do that. Just thanks for this time. And please bless the people at home that have unique challenges that you know, Lord. Um, I pray that you would um, intervene and meet their needs, meet needs for um, um, peace and contentment and um, reconciliation. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks again, as always. We'll see you again Friday at 6 o'clock. Take care. Hey.